Unspeakable joy, unspeakable joy. Jesus is, Jesus gives unspeakable joy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Unspeakable Joy Podcast. I'm your host, Joy Sixtos. Thank you for tuning in today for another episode of the show. I am very grateful you've decided to join me today as I have another special guest lined up for you that I know you will enjoy today. I want to remind you before we get started, not only to listen to these shows, but to share them with your friends, your family, your coworkers, through social media, text messages, and even word of mouth. Have them find the website anchor.fm slash unspeakable dash joy for them to tune in and enjoy this particular episode and previous ones that we've had in the past. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for getting the word out. It truly blesses my heart to hear that this podcast is being an influence and a blessing and a ministry avenue that's making a difference in other people's lives. So thank you for that. We will go ahead and get started as we begin to wrap up season four over the next couple episodes here on the show. And um, today I have with me a guest that is back for the second time, and that would be my beautiful mother, Minnie Sixtos. Mom, how are you today? I am doing good. And um, I've got a lot of things in my mind and I'm, I'm just anxious to share. Mom, thank you for being on the show today. And it's really special because, first of all, we are here at your house in Yorktown, Texas, mm-hmm. in the country. And it's the evening already. We've had a long, beautiful day. And uh, we're just going to share and hear from your heart of what you have to tell the listening audience today on the topic we will be discussing. So thank you for being on the show. And it's also special because, uh, of course, we know a couple weeks ago... We We celebrated Mother's Day, so Mm -hmm. it's good to have her on the show still in May during this month of honoring mothers and loving them and appreciating them. And actually, on Sunday the 30th will be my mother's birthday. Okay, now. And you'll be turning how old, Mom? The big 6-0. 60. It's a new decade for her, so we're excited for her. New season, yes. Mm And uh, she's already let her gorgeous hair go. (laughs) Go white. Go white. Yeah, she's got beautiful salt pepper hair. A little more of the white there, but it's salty. Yeah, it's salty. It's it's definitely been an adjustment for our family and myself in particular. I'll, I'll be at the store, you know, the looking for her in the distance, like, where is my mother? And she's, lo and behold, pretty much right in front of me. And I'm like, oh gosh, white hair, that's right. But it looks beautiful. It's definitely the crown of glory upon her life. Mm. And even as a mother showing the seasons of her life that she has lived thus far. Mm. And we're going to be talking about that today on the show. And today's show is actually titled Beloved Gifts. And we're going to go into that. But before we do, a little bit more information about my mom is that she has been born again since 1981, which is almost 40 years this year. Will actually be 40 years that she has been serving the Lord faithfully and giving Him her all in many different ways of her life through time, finances, raising her children, being faithful to her husband, so many different things. And so we praise God for that faithfulness on her behalf. She is a college graduate, 
twice she graduated from the Victoria College over about a 10-year time span, actually. And she recently graduated with certificates in business management and and administration and things. And her first time she graduated from Victoria College was with childhood administration certificates and Mm -hmm. childhood education and a lot of different things that the Lord has used her in throughout her personal and professional life. And so we praise God also for those accomplishments that she was able to achieve. For more information about my mom's testimony and and even a very important, very personal part of that testimony, you can go back to season one and listen to her on Born Again. That episode is called Born Again. I encourage you to do that and also share it with others. So, Mom, thank you again for being on the show. We're going to talk about Beloved Gifts. And that title comes from the fact that you are a mother. Mm -hmm. You have two children, my brother and myself. I am the oldest and he is the youngest, Mm -hmm. 35 years old and 31. Yes. And we're going to go back. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the present, maybe some of the future. But when you were young and you were newly married, you got involved at Good News Church where we are still members. Each of us are still faithful members attending. Yes. And you were asked to be part of the children's department. And there in the children's department, you saw the revival going on. You saw children hungry for the things of God. And you saw the movement of God and how children are so... They're like sponges. They're They're receptive. Yes, they're so receptive to the Word of God, and they'll take it, and they'll eat it up, and they believe it. Like the Word says that we should have faith like a child. Mm -hmm. They believe it 100% and trust God, you know, in whatever little ways that they're believing God for things, and they see manifestation of it. You know, they're keen in the Spirit. And so you saw that coming about, and you, God placed a desire in your heart. You wanted to have children of your own. So... Talk to us about that. Set the the stage here for us, as that was one of your greatest desires, to have children, to be able to invest in them, raise them in the Word. Give us some information about how that came to be. Well, you're right, Joy. You know, when um, I came to the Lord, I, I started working with children. I worked in the Valley with children for about a year and gave the classes at the CCD. Then when I moved to the church and, and when we were in Puerto Vaca, pastor asked me to help out in the children's church. So I was just a servant. I said, okay, I'm going to be in this ministry. Let me learn what this ministry is about. What does God's Word say about children, you know, training them and teaching them? And that's where I saw that the children were like sponges. They were just, they would just absorb everything you shared with them with the Word of God. And they learned from the Spirit of God moving as well. And I loved it. I loved inputting the truths of the Word of God in their little souls. And they were, they were just receiving it. And so I, I was just busy for the Lord. And then eventually I married. I married your dad. And I had this desire. And I said, Lord, I want my own children to raise for you. You know, and that's where I, I, I voiced my desire to the Lord that I wanted my own children. And I did get pregnant. And I carried a child for three months. And I had a miscarriage. And, you know, I dealt with that. And God was there with me, and pastors were there, you know, my family members and friends. But I said, you know what? I'm going to have what I desire from the Lord. And I was believing that. And I remember having a little girl in the children's church always asking me, Sister Minnie, are you pregnant? And I'd say, I believe I am. And she would ask me often, Sister Minnie, are you pregnant? And I'd say, I believe I am. So, you know, in a way, God used that little soul 
to get me to, to continue confessing what it is I, I was bleeding for, what I was desiring, what I had asked the Lord for. And so um, after the miscarriage, Pastor Rosie, our pastor from the Good News Church, called me out and she said, Minnie, come here. And it was one of her services and I went and I was ready to receive whatever God had for me, you know, a word of God or anything. And what she does is she feels led by God. And I, if I remember correctly, she hesitated a little bit. And then she punched me in the stomach. Wow. I do not remember if I went down, but I remember I received it. it of course, that action came with words, words of faith, you know, and I, and I agreed. She, she was agreeing with me and I was agreeing with God, you know, that I know he, he hears me and he gives me my desires. So soon after that, you came along to it. I had that desire fulfilled with you. And then three to four years later, your brother, Jonathan. Wow, what a supernatural experience. I, I can't even imagine. You know, I've heard that story probably hundreds of times. But I can imagine you having a tender moment in your heart, in your emotions, and even in your body in a way, just coming from a miscarriage and still choosing to say, yes, that is my desire to have gifts from God in the form of children. And you took that step of faith even that day in that service and you obeyed the calling of the Spirit of God through her as mm -hmm. a prophetess and you went up there by faith and then you took that word of the Lord and you stood on it. And yes, you had me and my brother. Can you share with us also real quick, Mom, how the Lord gave you my name and maybe a little bit of how the Lord um, gave you Jonathan's name? Well, you know, the scriptures that I had is when I was believing for y'all was Psalms 127.3. And that says that children are a gift from God. And James 1.17 says that all the gifts that come from above are good and perfect. So those are, those are the, the scriptures I held on to when I was believing for both you and your brother. And uh, like I said earlier, soon after that I was able to conceive. And we had the report that I was with child. And I knew that I, I was believing for a girl now because the first child that I had the miscarriage in my heart my desire we were believing for a boy and we had a name and it was Frankie Frank like his dad like your dad and so when 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 I, I had you I figured well I'm gonna name her Francis I like the name Francis and the Lord said no it's joy and I thought okay well I'll name her Francis joy <laughs> the Lord says no just joy so that's how I got the name for you. And uh, when Jonathan came around, there were some things happening in the house of God, you know, and with the family of God. And I said it in my heart that I was not going to rise up against the anointing of God and, and lift my hand against God's anointed. And, and I just read up and studied about Jonathan and David and their covenant that they had. And, and I said, no, you know, God called me here. God placed me here. I'm not going to uproot myself and move myself where I wish. So that's how the name Jonathan David came to be. That's beautiful. And I love personally that my name is Joy. It's a very beautiful, simple, but powerful name. Yeah. And even Jonathan's name, if you go research mm -hmm. what Jonathan and David mean, it's part of the title today, Beloved Gift from God. And so, all in all, the Lord blessed you with beloved gifts in the form of my brother and I. And we praise God for meeting that desire of your heart. So, Mom, as you have now been a mother for 35 years, 
Can you share with us what motherhood has been like as we were children, as we were adolescents, youth, young adults, and now adults in our own you know, lives and careers and ministry and growing in the things of God, even to this day? Can you give us some insight on what motherhood has been like? Well, definitely. It's been a joy. <laughs> and I thank God because, you know, like I told you, I searched the word for wisdom for inside. I have the story of Abraham, and I got that revelation where God says, it's in Genesis 18, 19, and, and God's talking to Abraham, and he's talking about Abraham, and he says that he was going to bless Abraham because God knew that he would train up his children, his household, according to the will of God. See, that brought the blessing. That brought prosperity in every area. That brought forth the favor of God. Because when he knows your heart and he knows, hey, I, like me, I, I was desiring children to raise them for the Lord, not for myself. Of course, you have a desire and, and you know, it, it pleases you, brings you joy. But this situation, I wanted children to raise them up for God, for his glory. So I sought the Lord for wisdom in how to raise and how to train. And the main resources where I got all the practical steps was Dr. James Dobson's ministry. And together with Willie George's teaching techniques, you know, how to bring the word forth just with revelation to the children and their level. Also along with the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm thankful for the Lord leading. I'm thankful for his faithfulness. Not only that he heard my cry, but he gave me my desire. You know, he gave me my heart's desire. He gave me my own children to raise for the Lord because that's what I desired. He gave me the wisdom. He gave me the strength. He gave me the the how-to, to know how, you know, by the Spirit, to know that my children were not only mine, but His, and first His. See, I was going to raise them, yes, for the kingdom of God, but they weren't mine to keep, to, to teach and train, to, to raise up the way I wanted them. They're for God. God first and foremost. So as I learned that, I learned that I was just, being used by God to be a good steward. Yes. So I said, okay, what do I have to do? What, you know, like some people might be desiring to have a family, to start a family. Okay, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself mentally, spiritually, financially to be in that area, to to receive that family, those children into your household and seek spiritually, physically, financially. Remember, mankind, we are three. We're spirit, we're soul, and we're body. And a lot of people, they prepare themselves, you know, baby shower. They want all this material and all these supplies and all these, you know, things that they need to take care of the child physically. But you need to prepare yourself spiritually with the resources you're going to need, with the understanding of how do I train this child, especially in different levels of different ages as they're growing. And when you seek God and you, and you seek His wisdom, and there's so many things out there, especially with today's technology on, you know, on the internet and on not only the programs, the right programs, you know, they get their brains going and, and give them the revelation of God's creation and, and His love and all these other videos, you know, we grew up with. But there is a lot available. You just got to seek it. Amen? Yes, we were raised on Dr. James Dobson, initially with folks on the family, now doing family talk. 
and uh, with all his psychological background and as a psychologist and you know having tips and strategies and tools mm -hmm. that can be used exactly. to raise children in the natural world mm -hmm. but most importantly according to biblical principles exactly. in the fear and admonition of the lord and to this day dr dobson is a highly respected man mm -hmm. in our eyes and we still to this day glean from his wisdom on how to raise children how to build a stable home how to have a godly family and how to even fight for godly values within the government and different systems in the world that we we live in and then of course pastor willie george we know him more familiarly as gospel, gospel bill. bill yes out of tulsa oklahoma the founding pastor of church on the move there and a praise god for generational ministry now his one of his yeah. sons is uh, the lead pastor there but those two individuals in particular were what helped you mom mm -hmm. to raise us to be godly seed godly children and you can probably testify to this more so from a, a perspective of motherhood but it's a daily task it's a daily journey to yes. raise your children because you know you raise them in the ways of the lord and yes the bible says when they're old they will not depart mm -hmm. but there comes a season in children's lives where they have to start making choices on their own and they have to choose to serve god for mm -hmm. themselves to make their faith their own and not necessarily that of their mom their dad or their pastors or anybody else so thank god mom that you tapped into those resources of those particular individuals and even from our pastors and mm -hmm. other mentors exactly. that you've had you know throughout the god. years yes goes along with the taking them not only taking them because the bible does say take them just like it says you know bring your offering okay we'll bring your children to the house of god you have to come yourself in order to bring them and you raise them up in the word of you know y'all grew up in the children's church and the preteens class and the youth class and young adults and now y'all are in ministry and leading those classes you know so that's an honor but you know when people are desiring to have a family to start a family they need to realize they need to know just as we're called to be good stewards of the materials you know god's given us to possess and god has bestowed all these things upon us right well we need to know that our children are given to us by god and we need to know that he's given them to us for his purpose. We, we're, we're servants. We're stewards. And we need to be good stewards. Okay. It is, it is God who not only gave us our desires. Who gave us our children that we desire to have and to teach and to train. But the children belong to him first and foremost. When you understand that you're just going to be a steward of the children that you want. And that you're raising at the moment. That you will have that fear of the Lord. And you would have that reverence that fear of the Lord in their lives and you will not raise them as the world does you know the world they raise children to do as they please you know to have what they want and and uh you know to quote unquote do without you know they go out of their way and they put the children first and and first even before their home or their husband or, or, or their their church or their god or you know especially like let's say we have that Command for the tithes and offerings so the curse will not be on your family. I cannot see people keeping the tithes and offerings because they want to meet the need of a child. So they're putting that child ahead of God. Mm -hmm. and, and that should not be done. God is our, our Lord and Master. The children in the home should not lord over that home. If we love the children that we ask God for, then we need to do things God's way, not our way. 
not the way we perceive this should be done. You know, well, she really needs this. Or even if the excuse is, she really deserves this. No, no. If we love our children, if we love God first and foremost, even above our family, you know the scripture talks about it, we need to put God first. And then God will enable us to do what we need to do when we seek Him, to put God in the hearts and the minds of our children so they can be trained right. Remember why God said He was going to bless Abraham, because He knew that Abraham was going to train his household according to the will of God. Amen. Amen. I love how you're saying that, too, about training your children. Mm -hmm. I remember, Mom, when we were maybe elementary, junior high, and there was a mighty move of the Spirit of God for a while, Mm -hmm. months into years. And, of course, throughout the years, we've had those types of services as the Lord leads. You know, you got signs, wonders, miracles, healings, all kinds of stuff at the moment. But for that season... I mean, the Spirit of God would move and move and move service after service. And miracles were taking place. Financial provisions were taking place. And at that time, Sunday school was either canceled, per se, or Hmm. had before the service to adjust and, and allow the children to be in the service. But anyway, there were services upon services where you would gather, my brother and I, your beloved gifts Mm -hmm. and you would draw us into you like a mother hen and you would teach us and show us what was happening within the services and you would whisper in our ears you and you would point i remember you pointing you know you see pastor reuben look what he's doing there and look at that and remember the bible says this and look at how that person received and they fell out in the spirit because of this or you would say you see prophetess rosie Mm -hmm. and this and this and this and so you were teaching us and instructing us and training us and now because of that and so many other things that you've taught us throughout the years by example because of those tools and strategies we discussed earlier Mm -hmm. we as ministers are walking out the harvest of your fruit and we're taking some of that knowledge and wisdom in order to even speak and counsel other young people other couples Mm -hmm. i mean all kinds of scenarios even with things that we have not maybe personally experienced yet ourselves as unmarried people not having children but having the knowledge and the wisdom and the experience and witnessing how you have lived your life in the different aspects of your life Mm -hmm. and i remember those times and those were beautiful times of instructing children like i said it was a joy and the word of god says in proverbs 22 6 joy it says that to train up a child in the way he should go now let's not stop there let's say it again train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old Let's pause there. Today's world, for a while, I think I remember this even when I was in my youth, it says train up a child in the way he should go, and the world has received this, they're 18, I can't tell them what to do. They belong to themselves, they're their own man. They say, well, they're 21, so they can go do this and that. They get the training from the world, and they believe it because they say it. You hear a lot of people say Mm -hmm. And in Spanish, you would say, Ya no le puedo decir que hagan. I can't tell them what to do and what not to do. And when you when we think about it, we were talking about this earlier, Joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've, we've uh, shared about this before. 
with Jonathan as well. And when you think about this life of Jesus, it didn't say he moved out at a certain age. He didn't say at a certain age he was able to do as he pleases. He said, I do the will of my father. That's the will he does. And even when his mother came and requested a favor, let's say it's a favor, and even though he did say it's not my time, he humbled himself. He was already not a young adult, but he was an adult. Mm -hmm. And he humbled himself and he obeyed his mother. That does not sound like, well, he's 18. I can't tell him what to do. I can't ask him to throw out the trash or clean up his room. They can come and go and they can stay up late. And they, No, no. It's not a license to go do as you please. Especially if your child at that age is still living at home. Moms, dads. God's entrusted you. God's entrusted you to lead that household. As an example, remember what I said? You bring them to church. Not, well, I'm 18. I don't want to go to church anymore. You're in this household. You're in this household. You're in part of this family. This is her house. It's for me and, and my house. We shall serve the Lord. If they want to make choices and go make choices on their own and, and thinking they're independent and they're, they're are able to, you know, get a job and provide for themselves, okay, that's different. You're going to provide for yourself. You're going to make your choices. You know, the mother will always be the mother. The father will always be the father, the parents. And, and we can advise these, these adults and young adults in our household, but they still have to make their choices. But we don't have to live according to the ways of the world and say, okay, well, he's 18. I can't tell him anything. Oh, you can tell him. You can tell him you're in this house. These are all rules. Because remember, Jesus was no longer a young man or a youth or in his adolescence. He was a man when his mother asked him, made a request, and he submitted himself. He humbled himself and he was obedient. There was no disobedience in him. There was no sin in him. So that is the finale, like the grand picture we have before us to where we don't have to build our house upon the words of the world. The words of the world are not our, our wisdom and our strength is where we build our strong tower. No, no, no. That, that shouldn't be. And that's so true, Mom. I love how you pointed that out, that it's a revelation, really, that mm -hmm. train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart. Train up a child even when they are older, mm -hmm. and they will not depart. A mother to their beloved gifts is yes. always a voice of counsel. You know, a godly mother, a voice of wisdom, a voice of uh, instruction, a voice of warning sometimes mm -hmm. and correction and rebuke when you have insight from the Holy Spirit or you have experience yes. in a certain situation, you offer that to your children because you care and you love mm -hmm. and you're protecting them. And so even beyond that 18 years old, you're absolutely right. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I witnessed it in my own life. And now as an adult in, you know, more mature in different ways and, and thoughts and experiences, I can see how that is true. That the counsel of God is always there. Think of Father God. Mm -hmm. He doesn't stop His counsel for us when we're 18. Exactly. Or 80. Right. Even mm -hmm. Jesus, what did He say? At 30, 31, 32, 33, His years of ministry where we get in the Bible, the, mm -hmm. the New Testament, mm -hmm. He was there as an adult in His 30s saying, I only do what my Father tells me to do. Yes. I only say what my Father tells me to say. 
So he was still submitted. He was still accepting that guidance. Yes. Those instructions and doing as he was called to do. So we see that in Jesus. We see that with each other. And we know that that's the way of the Lord. That's the way God created family to be there for each other and support each other and encourage each other along our walk. Amen. Joy, I'd like to add this, that parents need to know just like the soldier. The soldier knew by understanding authority. That's kind of added to what we talked about earlier. Because Jesus said he had great faith. He believed God would do what he said he would do. He had great faith because he understood authority. And that raising the children and and being able to teach that and, and place that in their understanding. So once they understand authority, and then they're placed in a place of authority, they'll be prosperous. They, they will have that favor. They will have the wisdom because they understand, like the soldier, which told Jesus, just send the word. Just send the word. I understand authority. So when we put that understanding in our children and they understand authority, it will be well with them. It will be well with them from elementary to college to their own marriage, having their own household because they understand, hey, they will one day become stewards of their own household, of their own children. And in a situation where Maybe the parents are not godly parents, are not seeking wisdom from God to raise them up. A youth or an adolescent can, can seek God on their own and, and search and say, Lord, just as I did when I was 21, Lord, what is this about children? What is your will for children? Why do you make us parents? What are we supposed to do? And if there is a couple out there that is having trouble, as I was having trouble between you and your brother, I was having issues with pregnancies and situations. You just got to trust God. Ask God. Seek Him. There are other ways where you can be a parent. There's other ways where you can teach and train children and raise them up for the kingdom of God to bring Him glory. There are other ways out there where you can step in. We ourselves, we experience having a total of uh, six children to foster so there are other ways to meet those desires in you to teach and train up children for the Lord. Just seek Him. He will open doors. He will bring forth healing. He, he knows what's best for you. But just trust in the Lord, okay? And in asking for guidance and in asking for, for all that, God will give you what your heart desires. And there will be that peace and there will be that joy. Thank you so much for that encouragement there, Mom. And that is a great encouragement to people because sometimes they're down they hear bad reports from doctors they mm -hmm. feel hopeless they have miscarriages whatever the case may be and the enemy comes you experienced it the enemy comes and tries to yes. lie and say this and say that and all kinds of things to try to stop that fulfillment of god's will even for their life to have a family and carry on mm -hmm. the baton of the ministry of the name of jesus to others and they try to let that bombard them but god does have a purpose he can meet that need that yearning yes. for children and even if it's in the form of foster care or even adoption i know i have a very good friend a couple years ago recently adopted three beautiful children mm -hmm. and her and her husband are amazing parents to amazing, them amazing yes 
so wonderful. And so they fulfill that calling that they have in their life to be parents, Mm -hmm. to love, to impart truth. And their children are so beautiful and so full of joy because of the good life that they have with my friend and her husband. And I mean, what amazing parents they are. They're doing excellent. In so many ways, they have done an excellent job. You're Mm -hmm. right. And they're sharing Jesus' love with those children and Praise God for that ability to be able to do that. So, beloved gifts of God, and yes. they're impressionable. Jesus even said, Suffer not, let the children come to me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And children are precious in the yes. eyes of the Lord. They're so precious. And, you know, even when somebody leads them astray, God takes it so personal. Even to Him, we are beloved gifts of God. Children are beloved gifts of yes. God, even unto Himself. Mom, wow, what a wonderful time you and I have had today talking about the goodness of God and the joy of your heart, even in this one area of your life. So thank you for all your wisdom and encouragement with our audience. So, Mom, as we do close, just encourage in prayer. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you that you are a good, good Father. We thank you, Father God, that we learned how to parent from you. You're a compassionate Father. You're a good Father. You're a loving Father. You're a forgiving Father. You warn us, Father God. You warn us. You enlighten us. You deliver us. You give us whatever it is we need. Not only what we desire, but the things that we need. Sometimes we might not be aware that we need that. Not only physical things and material things, Father God, but spiritual things. Things that bring forth eternal joy, eternal peace. You give us the fruit of the Spirit. You give us wisdom from your Word. You give us all these Proverbs and even the parables, Father God. All this in your Word. Everything you spoke. And not only the things Jesus said, like in the Mount of Olives, Father God. But from Genesis to Revelation. The Word, the Will, and the Way to be prosperous in every area, in our mind, in our body, in our soul, and not only for ourselves to meet our needs, but to be there to meet the needs of others, not to be envious or jealous of those that have, that have more, or they may have something that we would like to obtain, like a family, children, but Father, to rejoice with them, to rejoice with them, Father God, to love to be there with wisdom and understanding like Joy say, we don't have to be in a place where we've experienced things, good things or bad things to be that guide. We can get from the Holy Spirit and, and, and give those gifts, those words of life, give those, those giftings that we have inside of us, Father God, that we want to share. Let us share it, Father God, with the young and the old. Like Joy say, where we're 16, I would say whether we're 60 or 80. We will always be your children. You will always, always, always love us with that jealous love. We are your beloved. And we thank you for all these revelations you've given us. That we will take those, Father God. We will take this, what we've known. And we will practice it and put it to work, Father God. And prepare ourselves, Father God. Believing that what we are asking for what we are asking for, we will receive. One way or another, we will step out by faith 
and to learn to walk in love and walk in peace and walk in mercy and walk in compassion and get the wisdom and understanding that is needed, Father God, whether we're parents or grandparents or great-grandparents, that we will still nurture, we will still lead and guide and enlighten those people that need the gifts we have, Father God. And as we busy ourselves about the Father's business, your business, and you will take care of, of the things that we desire. You will give us the things that we desire, not for our own sakes, but because they are according to your word and your desires. For us, we just thank you. We just thank you for all those prayers, those answers for the prayers, even before we ask for them. You are in the process of bringing them to pass. They're going to manifest. And I just thank you that you stir up our hearts, Father God, that you've given us that revelation, Father God, that we are stewards of everything that you have given us as gifts. And children are a gift from you, and they are good and perfect. And you will strengthen us, Father God, to be bold, to be strong, to lead and to guide, because they're yours first. You're there, you are their Heavenly Father, and we are their earthly parents. And we just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mama, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Always a joy. Always a joy. Happy Mother's Day. Amen. Happy birthday. Oh, well. And uh, I truly pray that one day I could be at least half of the mom that you are. (laughs) But thank you for always loving us and always supporting us and imparting God's wisdom and revelation knowledge of His Word and even just a love for Jesus into our hearts. And I pray that as God gives us strength from day to day, even till we turn 60 (laughs) and beyond, that we'll continue to bring you joy. Amen. Well, what a special time we've had today. Thank you again for tuning in. For more information on my ministry, you can check me out on the website, unspeakable-joy.com. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you.